Welcome to episode 71 of the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. Be kind to one another. Be tender-hearted. Forgive each other just as God has forgiven you. Hi, this is Keith and welcome to Leadership in Context. On the last couple podcasts, we've been focusing on Paul's ministry where he calls people to imitate him or to follow him. And we've used 1 Corinthians 4.16 and 1 Corinthians 11.1 on those admonishments. In each of those cases, he gave particular illustrations of life challenges and ministry dilemmas that he was in and then said, be ye imitators of me. And he spoke in the one sense as a father, the verse that talks about you have many teachers, but few fathers is followed by the admonition to imitate me. So clearly the apostle Paul did not mind holding himself up to uh, the microscope and that he admonished people that if they were going to receive his teaching, that they should follow his lifestyle as well. When we get to Ephesians 5.1, there's a little change. Ephesians 5.1 says, Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. First of all, Rather than say, follow me and be imitators of me in Ephesians 5.1, he says, be imitators of God. And of course, this verse starts with therefore, like the others did. So there's a conclusion. So obviously, to investigate that conclusion, you've got to go back to the preceding chapter. And in that preceding chapter, he really is speaking to the church. Of course, Ephesians 4 talks about you know the, the ministry gifts. It talks about... Uh, the church being equipped to do the work of service. But then he goes on to the character and the behavior of the church. And I think it's worth noting the expectations that the Apostle Paul had on the behavior of the church. And if you start uh, in verse 17, it would be the whole text. In verse 17 in chapter 4 is kind of the dividing line there. You begin to read it down. Uh in, if we just picked up at verse 27, you could get the flavor of this. Let me read a few verses there. And do not give the devil an opportunity. Okay, he's talking to believers here. He who steals must steal no longer. In other words, if there's an issue in your life, there's got to be repentance. But rather he must labor, performing with his own hands what is good so that he will have something to share with the one who has need. I think it's interesting here that he doesn't just talk about needing uh, uh, or working to meet your needs. He talks about working so that you will be able to have something to share with the one that has a need. And I think that's my definition of prosperity, by the way, is having enough left over to bless somebody else, not just meeting our needs or, or packing our Uh, you know, barns more full of things that we really, really don't need. Then he goes on and says, let no unwholesome word proceed out of your mouth, but only such as is good for edification, according to the need of the moment, so that it will give grace to those that hear. Great admonishment. We could spend some time right there, couldn't we? 
Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. He's reminding them the purpose. And of course, that sealed is a tag. It's an ownership. It's it's a very strong, it's the signet of the king. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. So again, he's talking about how we relate to each other, how the church looks. Be kind to one another tender-hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. You could probably sum up verse 17 through 31 with verse 32. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ has forgiven you. So God in Christ becomes a standard. Then he says in the next verse, Therefore, be imitators of God. Don't be God. Don't. He's not talking about the creator God. He's talking about God come to earth in the form of Christ. As beloved children, remember what our relationship is and walk in love. Walk this thing out. Just as Christ also loved you. Just as. Just as in the New Testament means to the same degree to the same measurement, to the same standard. Matter of fact, if you want an interesting Bible study, just get just as, just read that, look in your concordance or your electronic files and go just as, and it's amazing how many times that phrase is used and it means to the same degree, to the same measure, to the same effect, to the same commitment. Uh, So it's not like, almost like, it's just as, that you can't, tell the difference, that he loved you and gave himself up for us as an offering. You know, Jesus' life was not taken. He surrendered his life. And when we talk about a surrendered life to Christ, uh, while I think there's certain personal ways that can be measured, the way it's ultimately tested is, are we able to surrender our lives to the people that we're walking in covenant with? Can we really defer to them? Can we really love them? Can we really act kindly to them? Do we really have a brotherly affection toward them? And one of the reasons that God puts us in a body and puts us in covenant relationship is so that he can be the Lord of those relationships and work those tender things out in our life. When we are disconnected from the body of Christ, we do not represent the head Jesus. That's why those folks who say that they are followers of Christ but are not part of a local assembly, a local church, really are in deception and are not walking in the truth, and they can't proclaim this admonishment right here that we be imitators of God as beloved children and that we would give ourselves up as Christ did. And then he says here, as a fragrant aroma. You know, that really talks about giving all, the fragrant room. That's the pouring out of ourself that often we don't see a great purpose or a great effect. Think about Jesus' feet being washed with the perfume. <clears throat> and his disciples challenged him on what a waste it was. But it was an aroma. And there are times in our service to the Lord, I want you to hear me, where it seems like We are wasting our love. We're wasting our kindness because we're just looking parallel at the people around us. 
but it's a sweet aroma to God. God is trusting you to love somebody without effect, without reciprocal blessing, like he loves us. I know this is a really high standard, and I think that's why the Apostle Paul here purposely does not say, imitate me here. I think even he shrinks back a step and said, be imitators of God. But it's the same phraseology he uses the other five times in the New Testament where he says that we should be imitators of him. Then he gets in to things in verse 3 like, but immorality and impurity or greed must not even be named among you as is proper among the saints. There must be no filthiness and silly talk or coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather the giving of thanks. For this you know with certainty, that no immoral or impure person or covetous man who is an idolater has an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Wow, that would rattle some people today who are uh, talking about easy believism, who they think because they said a prayer that uh, and they acknowledged God that they were actually converted when there was no repentance and no commitment to follow Christ as he's called us to do. So the Apostle Paul here is really talking about a jealousy for the church and a standard for the church. And I think that we've got to be careful, uh, circumspect, be good stewards, that we don't substitute the human standard for the godly standard. What does God expect out of the church? This is his expectation. Now, how we handle that when there's a failure in a brother is what he's already addressed here and how we should treat one another. But we should not be confused Uh, about what the standard is and what the calling is. Today, Keith continued his discussion on being imitators. Paul encourages us, the church, to act and love not as he did, but as Christ did. God trusts us to love and serve with no promise of return on that investment, just like Christ loves us. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at innerpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at innerpastors. See you next week.